Welcome to Joyful Climate Writing. I'm your host, Katherine Ellsworth-Krebs. I am a lecturer in sustainable development, a author, and a coach. And this is one of those episodes that's part of my mini-series on book reviews. So, this book comes at a time when it's summer. And for me, summer often is a period of a little bit of escapism. You know, it's a time to have a break. Often, at least being an academic, it's this period where you get away from the normal rhythms of school and that rush in the autumn or in the spring or the rush to wrap things up. And it also comes at a time when I personally, and I'm seeing a lot of my friends, are feeling very aware of the climate crisis. I have friends in North America whose homes smell like campfires. They've never woken up to that before, where smoke from firefighters is now where they live. And it's hard to ignore the climate crisis when that's right on your doorstep. And when your kids are facing that struggle as well, when schools don't allow kids to go outside, um, it raises a lot of questions for parents about the future that they're leaving and the legacy that their kids are going to grow up with. I've also been hearing a lot of that almost climate guilt, which I wasn't aware of because I'm 33, but of, you know, generation ex and anyone older than that who actually grew up with a stable climate they haven't had this same anxiety and understanding that things aren't gonna um just get better really easily that we're gonna have more erratic weather patterns that yeah it might be normal not to have water uh it hasn't rained where i live for a month which is pretty unusual uh I live near the Lake District, and there they get 9 to 10 feet of rain a year. And Ambleside hadn't had rain in 28 days. And these are very wet places. So living with an ecologist, my husband, I mean, I notice it because I'm trying to water plants at my allotment, and I want them, obviously, not to die. We try not to water much. We actually catch water off the the shed and the greenhouse roofs and we try actually because we're thinking about the changing climate to say like well if the plant doesn't survive (laughs) then we have to grow something else but then at the same time the energy and water that will be consumed if we don't keep our crops going and instead we buy those from the store is probably more so it's tricky when your water butts run out and you have to decide like are we going to water from the tap which we have done a bit of but our water actually did last almost the whole month. But also my, my husband is, you know, when he sees these plants right now, he's saying they look like they should in August because of all this drought. And so it's hard to ignore the climate crisis. So today, <laughs> what I wanted to share is actually a bit of escapism reading, which is a bit unusual for, I suppose, this podcast or my own theme. And I want to share a review of the Soldier Sun Trilogy, which is written by author Robin Hobb. 
And so this is more fantasy, whereas I usually talk a lot about nonfiction. So Robin Hobb, for those who don't know, is a fantasy author and American writer of speculative fiction. She grew up in Alaska, but actually lives in the Pacific Northwest in the Seattle area. So I've always felt this like kinship to her because that's where I'm from. And she has some incredible series, kind of big worlds, uh, which is called like the realm of the elderlings. And while I would recommend all of those, I just want to talk about her soldier son trilogy today. And that's partly because of the themes that come out in each book. The first book is called Shaman's Crossing, and basically it sets up this world where it's almost a microcosm for the United States when we had kind of more or I suppose in this case, it's sort of that westward expansion period. So you have kings and they're living on the coast. And so it's almost like these white settlers who are wanting to expand into an area where there is other cultures. And they have, um, in this case, there's like a magic that they have and in connection with uh, the landscape. And so the first book is actually a lot about class and it's about uh, this young boy, um, Never, and he's from kind of the new nobility and the training that he goes into with a school that's divided by new and old nobles. I'm not as interested in talking about that one. What I really want to talk about is the second book, which is called Forest Mage. And this is actually probably the best book I've ever read that has helped me understand what it is like to be overweight and the stigma and the shame and the comments that people make that are completely unfair and don't under like don't show any understanding for what that person is going through. And that's going to sound really random. I wasn't expecting to learn that from a fantasy book. But because there's magic in these books, this is the first story, I suppose, where I've ever read that someone who was this very fit soldier, due to magic, becomes extremely overweight. And so you see from the character's perspective where he is physically doing all the same things he did as a very skinny person and the way he was treated, given extra food, to someone who, again, literally is doing the exact same stuff and is punished constantly by his family, friends, and society. Like he is, there's lots of comments made about how lazy he is. Um, there's lots of trying to control what he eats by others, I mean. And yeah, it was just one of the first times I really understood how hurtful and how much judgment comes into people's eyes when they see 
people with different body sizes. Well, or people who are overweight. Um, so if that's something like I've had conversations with friends, some good friends recently that reminded me of it, of just how it seems like people try, they're trying to make well-meaning statements and understand, but they just can't understand if they haven't been overweight and if they haven't gone through trying to lose weight when that's what it's like. So this is probably the only book that's really helped me understand that and completely change the way I look at people who are overweight and even the comments that I make. I watch myself so much more carefully. So that's actually a really fun book. <laughs> um, and I was shocked at, again, what it taught me about um, these themes about how you relate to your body and um, the stigma that comes there. And then the second or the third book is called Renegade's Magic. And this is where Navarre, our main character who had gotten very overweight due to magic, um, he actually goes to the indigenous population, the specs, and he becomes one of them. And really understands their way of life. And this book was also reminding me of conversations I was recently having. Where I think those who are concerned about climate change. You know see all of its interconnectedness in other issues that we're facing. For instance uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. That you know the more we encroach on nature. It's going to you know send, send different things back out to us to protect us. And I think you just see this parallel with that pandemic and that disease throughout all of the books, but you don't totally know that until the third book. And while it is fantasy and I would say in some ways the final conclusion for what saves this land uh, feels too simple for perhaps what is actually facing us, it's just again, really nice to go in and actually understand another culture and understand where those conflicts arise and why. And I found so many parallels in, I think there is a lot of this, well, let's go and learn from indigenous cultures as well, which can be really well-meaning, but sometimes can also, again, just continue to be extractive. And I think this book is really playful with that. And is, yeah, I think the whole series is worth a read, but probably just the second book. That one really changed my life. Um, so yeah, there you have it. A relatively quick book review on a little bit of escapism reading, if you're looking for it. That, I think, also packs a deeper punch. Robin Hobb is a fantastic writer, though. Her whole uh, trilogy especially on the rain wilds and the character, the fool are really, really good fun. So if you're wanting a little bit of a break from the climate crisis or other things that are just going on in your life, I hope that you pick up something by Robin Hop. And if you do read these, I would love to hear uh, your thoughts. So please feel free to message me. I always love talking about books. Mm -hmm.